Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 25 of our Montessori Babies podcast. So this week, we are talking all about the link between object permanence and separation anxiety. This topic is one that is so crucial to understanding infant development, and it's also one that Dr. Montessori focused on within her works and the types of materials we offer our babies, but we'll get to that a little bit later. I actually studied this when I was working toward my child development degree, and this idea was presented by Jean Piaget, who is a child development theorist known for his theory of cognitive development. So when I think of object permanence in relation to separation anxiety, I usually think of those tougher separation goodbyes. And believe me, when I ran my Montessori baby classroom, otherwise known as Anito, I was very familiar with this concept. I transitioned hundreds of infants into the school setting, and it is a very real thing, especially when separation anxiety is already set in. It is you know, heartbreaking for parents and caregivers, everyone who's involved. But that said, understanding what these two ideas are can truly help our approach, which is essential to helping our babies through this crucial and amazing time in their development. So to start, of course, I have our quote for the week. It is, the current state of knowledge is a moment in history changing just as rapidly as the state of knowledge in the past has ever changed, and in many instances, more rapidly. And that was said by Jean Piaget. I thought this quote was just perfect for this week because to me, it wonderfully described the mind of an infant and how rapidly they're learning about their world. And separation anxiety and object permanence go hand in hand in that it's a higher level of awareness that our babies come to have about this idea, (laughs) the idea of object permanence in relation to separation anxiety. So you've heard me talk about this idea before, but every day the child is a new child. And that is a Montessori idea that, you know, they had us ponder and reflect on a lot in our training. And it's an idea that I absolutely love. Not only is it so true for the child that they are, you know, a new emerging child every day, but it truly helps our mental approach as well. Every day they wake up having learned so much from the day before and from even the moment before, because after all, (laughs) they are making more than a million neural connections each second. So this idea encourages the use of observation and within that, discovering who the child reveals themselves to be every day. So to begin understanding the time in their life when object permanence and stranger anxiety set in, Let's go ahead and take a look at understanding each idea individually. And let's start with object permanence, because that's where it all starts. (laughs) So object permanence is the time in an infant's development where they begin to understand the concept that when a person or item disappears or can't be experienced through their senses, they still exist. 
And this usually comes into play between seven and nine months, again, depending on the child, because I've seen that idea come into play much sooner for some babies. (laughs) And it's believed that babies are beginning to form a mental representation of their parents at this time. Because before this stage, they don't yet understand that there's a world outside of their current experiences. So it's the idea is they have a very egocentric view initially, right? They only are understanding that world that is surrounding them in that moment. So they begin to understand that objects remain existing through their complex and evolving understanding of their world. And again, they're making millions of mental connections per second. So you can imagine they're unconsciously working hard to navigate who the world is to them and who they are to the world. So now you can perhaps start to see how separation anxiety can come into play once object permanence emerges because babies now understand that people and things continue to exist even when they can't be sensed. So one of the things that I remember reading was that Piaget did an experiment with infants Um, to try and understand this idea better, the idea of object permanence. And the way that he did that was he worked with infants of various ages within infancy, and he would show them a toy, play with the toy, and then he would hide it under the blanket or under a blanket that was nearby. And if the infant were to look under the blanket, that would show him that the infant had an idea that the object still existed when it was no longer in sight or couldn't be sensed anymore. So that's actually one way that you can try to see if your infant has an idea about object permanence. Try hiding something behind a pillow or under a blanket that you're working with them on. And whether it's a a grasping toy or a rattle or a musical instrument or whatever, hide it under something or behind something and see if they look for it. And then if they do look for it, then they are definitely starting to get the hang of, oh, it still exists. (laughs) And now for a quick message from our sponsor. One thing I can promise all of you is that I will only ever promote products that I have tried and tested within my years of experience within the Montessori world. And that's why I am so excited to announce the Montessori Babies podcast partnership with Easy Peasy. So Easy Peasy provides all the feeding gear you need for baby's first bites and sips all the way to feeding independence. Each collection is designed for a different developmental stage. The tiny collection is for infants, their mini collection is for toddlers, and the happy collection is for preschoolers. Easy Peasy products are made from 100% food grade silicone and they come in muted colors such as sage and blush, other gorgeous colors like lime and coral, and some Montessori colors like blue and gray. Head on over to easypeasyfun.com to check out the developmental benefits and safety features of each product. And be sure to use the code MONTESSORIBABIES10 for 10% off at checkout. Thank you so much to Easy Peasy for sponsoring our Montessori Babies podcast. And now back to our show. That said, another way that you can tell that your baby has started to understand the idea of object permanence is because there is an emergence of separation anxiety. So let's go ahead and jump into separation anxiety. (laughs) Separation anxiety occurs within infants and toddlers, but it typically begins between seven and nine months. So around the same time, the object permanence sets in. But actually, it can be sooner or later, depending on the child, of course. And separation anxiety is the anxiety that the child has when a parent or caregiver leaves. 
And babies don't yet have a sense of time. So that also plays a role in the emergence of this anxiety. I know, at least for me, most of the time when I think of separation anxiety, I think in relation to school drop-offs, for example. (laughs) But separation anxiety can happen as you walk to another room. It can happen when you're handing them to grandma or grandpa, who they've seen every day since they were born. And these moments are obviously not fun for a parent handing baby off or a caregiver who's receiving baby. And I can tell you that, you know, those moments do really tug at your heart, of course. But there is good news in this. And that is there are things that we can do to help both yourself and baby as they emerge into this higher level of understanding. So let's jump into those. (laughs) First, what I tell myself during these moments, and I hope this is something that can help you, is in a sense, this emergence of object permanence and separation anxiety is a good thing. Their brain has learned that mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa, teachers, etc. still exist even when they can't be sensed. So they're coming into higher levels of awareness And that in itself is a really beautiful thing. (laughs) Second, it's so important to keep calm and peaceful during these moments. Because just like, I know I've said this before in the past, but just like every other moment, they will look to us first for their security and feed off of our energy and our modeling, if you will. So obviously there are various situations in which we would handle them differently, like transitioning a baby into school or daycare versus having, you know, a family member hold them at a family party. We would handle those a a bit differently. But overall, if we're peaceful in our responses and joyful in our return to our babies, that will help them settle in this new idea that you exist outside of their current interactions and that you always come back. And then a way to help you stay calm or at least something that I hope you can try that helps you is by keeping my first point at the forefront of your mind once your child enters this phase. It's a natural part of development and baby is learning so much about who they are to the world and who the world is to them. And keeping that idea that baby is learning so much about who they are to the world and who the world is to them at the forefront of your mind is so helpful during these, you know, phases and transitions and stuff like that. And and also you always come back. And that that's a phrase that I encouraged, you know, the parents in my classroom and my clients and everyone to use a lot is when your child is, you know, going through moments of separation anxiety, using the phrase, I always come back. I always come back. I will see you later. I'll see you in a little bit. You know, and keeping things very lighthearted and happy because then they will see you are lighthearted and happy and you are their trusted parent or primary caregiver. You're their trusted adult. Now, there are definitely things that we can do to help optimize this time through a Montessori lens. So Dr. Montessori actually created materials that are specifically to help the understanding of object permanence. One of these materials is called box with ball. (laughs) And it's just what it sounds like. It's a box with a ball. And it's so essentially it's a wooden box with a ramp. It is a hole in the top and a hole on the side of the box where the ramp is. And you offer a lesson by showing the child how to pick up the ball with a whole hand grasp and place it over the hole and then release your hand. And when you release the ball, it falls into the hole, disappearing into the box. And then eventually the ball emerges out of the second hole and rolls to the bottom of the ramp. And it supports the idea of object permanence because it shows the child that this ball continues to exist both inside and outside of the box. 
And there are a few object permanence materials in the Montessori material progression for babies. And I have some of my favorites linked in my Montessori baby shop, actually under the category object permanence. So I have that linked in the show notes for you. Go ahead and check it out. You'll want to use the power of observation to assess where your baby is at in their grasp and task ability to choose the correct material for them. There are object permanence materials for babies starting as it emerges and for growing babies who have a more refined grasp, for example, and, you know, they're using two hands in coordination. There's a couple of different object permanence materials to choose from. So I would just go ahead and use observation, see what your baby is capable of by using observation, and then choose the material based on that. That's exactly how we do it in the classroom as well. But essentially, the materials get progressively more difficult by grasp and task. So it's all with the goal of aiding in that deeper understanding of object permanence. Another fun thing you can do to help their understanding during this time is peekaboo. (laughs) Peekaboo is amazing for this because it's usually done in a fun together setting with you know, a blanket or hands, but it's it's actually a lot for the object permanence purpose. It's a lot more efficient with a blanket because your body is actually disappearing behind something versus, you know, using your hands is wonderful too. And I've done that so many times, you know, <laughs> and babies have so much fun with that as well. But just for the, the purpose of object permanence, um, using a blanket can be really helpful because it, it gives that clear, oh, not there anymore. Oh, still here, you know. So that's something to consider. And peekaboo is amazing not only for object permanence, but it's amazing for language as well. And those wonderful serve and return experiences that we've spoken about. <laughs> so yeah, basically to summarize this idea of, you know, the link between object permanence and separation anxiety. When babies begin to understand that objects and people exist when they can't be sensed, they learn object permanence. And for many babies, when object permanence kicks in, separation anxiety will kick in in some form as well. One thing I want you to keep in mind is that the degree of separation anxiety definitely depends on the child's temperament combined with the environmental responses. And so that's also why it's important to learn about this and to try to keep the understanding at the forefront of your mind as much as possible. Because as a general concept, the more peaceful we are and the more confident we are, the more peaceful our babies will be. So to end today's episode, I want to end with a thought. And that is that you are also learning so much every day, just as our babies are learning so much every day. And of course, their brains are wired for a very specific type of learning absorption, if you will. Um, But for us, being in their world is just so magical. And new things emerge constantly as they're rapidly developing, as I'm sure you guys are all experiencing. And even for me, having worked with hundreds of babies over my years in the field, I am always in awe of their magical minds. So that's it. Um, I'll go ahead and end there. You guys are amazing. You're doing amazing. And I always love hearing from you. So feel free to shoot me an email to Bianca at babytourguide.com. And if you haven't checked out our Montessori Babies Patreon, I would definitely suggest it. I fused my consulting experiences with the Patreon tiers to try and support all of you amazing listeners as best as I can. So check that out if that interests you. I also, like I mentioned earlier in the show, have the Montessori Baby Shop linked below. That has a lot of my favorite Montessori suggestions. So definitely check that out. 
And that is it. So thank you again to our wonderful sponsor, Easy Peasy. And thank you to all of you amazing parents and educators and caregivers for tuning into our show. You are all so wonderful. Thanks again for listening to episode 25 of our Montessori Babies podcast. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Montessori Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!